All spiritual growth is purely to consciously realize that we are all one and live every day in that positive mindset. The purpose of our lives is to complete an esoteric spiritual awakening and transformation where we are all consciously aware that we are one. The more we know about our higher selves intertwined with the universe and God as the essence of creation, the more meaningful it is to feel whole because we are one in the same. Everyone has energy within and the power transforms that energy into different vibrations and dimensions. Join Charlie May in the connection to self, your spirit guides and spirit angels. Ascend to higher frequencies, vibrations and other dimensions with the Spirit Guider. Welcome to the Spirit Guider. I'm your host, Charlie May. And today, I have my best friend, Lauren. We were definitely spiritually connected from day one. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, thank you for having me. Did you feel a spiritual connection between us when we first met? Oh, it was electrifying. It honestly, there was no way we were not going to meet. It was meant to be. And when I tell the, the story to people, they can't believe it. it. It truly was meant to be because I almost didn't go that day. I really had some severe reservations on attending. And how do you think we would have met if I wouldn't have been? Her and I met at a friend's baby shower. And I think that we would have eventually met again through that same friend. And I hope the listeners out there understand that people are brought into our lives for a reason. Totally believe that 100%. And you live by it every day. I've seen you live by it. Yes, yes. Reason, season, or a lifetime. Um, I think that's a, a cliche quote that we all hear, but it if you truly look at the relationships in your life, there's always either a reason why they came in, something you needed to learn, um, a season, maybe you needed support to work through something, or maybe you offered that same support for someone, or you have lifetime friends that sometimes phase in and out, but they're always there for you through everything. I brought you on the show because I wanted you to tell others your spiritual journey, how it started, and where you are today, because I know there are others out there who are reaching and looking for that same journey and just don't know how to start on that path to be the better selves of who they are. Mm -hmm. So it started about three years ago. I was a financial advisor for close to seven years. I had, had built a very successful practice doing that. I had, you know, the dream life, what it looked like from the outside in. I was making a lot of money. I was traveling. I was going to, you know, all of the events, the dinners, all of the things. I truly just started feeling like I didn't fit. Nothing was filling me, filling my soul from any of those endeavors. I never felt like I belonged in the places that I was at. And I just truly felt lonely. From that, I had, I think we all really get caught up with alcohol and all sorts of things that we use to numb. That was very prevalent in the scene that I was running in amongst other things. It was very easy to turn to that, to numb out of the feelings that my life that I had created actually didn't feel like what I thought it would. I hit kind of rock bottom with numbing that stuff. And from there, I just truly surrendered. And I didn't really have a relationship with God. I was very much so like on the outs with God. I'd lost a couple people that were really close to me. And I just couldn't fathom that those things could happen to friends that were so young. And so I was kind of like in a fight with them. One night, I just remember laying in bed and I was just so tired of making my own decisions. And I just was in a sense taunting him. Like if you're so powerful and you can change things in people's lives, like I am done making my decisions. Like I'm, I'm surrendering, I'm turning it over to you. So like have at it. Let's see what you've got. From that night moving forward, it wasn't two weeks later that 
I was sitting at drinks with my girlfriend and I just heard this voice say, you need to go home. You need to go home and talk to your dad. And I stopped and I'm like, what What is that voice? Am I making that up? And then I just had this inner knowing that, hey, here's your first, here's your first piece that you really need to digest. That's where it started. That's when it really took off. How, what would you say for people to listen to their inner selves or listen to that voice inside? What would you suggest to others how they get that? I know what I do for myself to get that. You, ha- mm-hmm. I calm my mind and I bring in the subtleties and of the energies that surround us and listen closely. What advice would you give someone who is out there looking? Absolutely. So I would really follow right along way with what you're saying. I would um, spend some time, work with your breath. We oftentimes are, we don't even realize how worked up we are. And when you get back to your breath and you do simple breathing routines, you can actually exhale and just feel that release. And then your thoughts actually become a lot more clear. There's you know, so many studies and so many different professionals that are out there that talk about cold therapy and talk about breath work and just the power that it has to really center yourself. I would recommend doing that. Meditation is great. And, you know, it's quieting the ego so you can hear your inner voice. So uh, journaling helps for a lot of people, writing down what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and then, you know, asking, is that how I really feel? Or is that my ego projecting? How did you transcend from hearing that voice to go talk to your father to today. I've watched your spiritual journey. Can you give us a little bit of those steps on how you become who you are today? Yes. So I fought it quite a bit. Why? Because, you know, you hear things that you don't want to hear. You hear things that are uncomfortable. You hear, you have to really detach from so many things that have become big pieces of your life and of your identity. It's almost like a rebirth. So in order for that to happen, you have to let go of all the things that you're tied to that are really not meant for you. And a lot of people struggle with that because the people, places, and things that they're tied to are their identity and they don't even know who they are without those things. That is a very scary thing for people to give into. And I would say that that's where it starts with the surrender and just knowing that whatever is meant for you will be and what's not, you got to let it go. I would love for you to tell people what you do now, how you have grown to what you are today. Absolutely. Going through that spiritual awakening, I was lucky enough to find a mentor that was able to hold my hand and be there for me and really walk me through all of the things I was experiencing. I found her through mutual friends. And I just started thinking to myself, how many people out there are going through similar journeys? And they have no one that is helping them or anyone that is, you know, visible to the public because these things, you know, are through referrals and, you know, it's just kind of hard to find somebody to walk this journey with you. So I really wanted to be able to show up in a way to do the same thing for other people. So help them process the emotions that they're going through, answer any questions that they have, and just help them help them through the process. Just hold space and be there for whatever they need, whenever they need it. How much of this would you say is societal? for people to not embrace the spiritual side of themselves to become who they are, genuinely fulfilled in their life? I think the majority of it is societal. Um, From when we're born, we, you know, are told this is the way we think, this is the way we dress, this is, you know, we go to school, we're quiet, we raise our hand. So we're very much told how to be, what to think and what to do. And those societal norms and those um, belief systems continue all through out adulthood. We don't really give people the opportunity to think for themselves or think, you know, what makes me happy? It's become this rat race. So we get tied into the nine to five and then we've got to have the nice job to support 
you know, the big house that we're buying, the nice car. And then at the end of the day, you know, we're not, we're not connected to, you know, other humans. Like we come home anymore from work and who is sitting around the table with their family and actually having real conversations. No, they're with their phones. Yeah. It's, so we're completely disconnected from one another. And then we're running on these programs. And so when you're running on these programs, it doesn't really give you time to sit with yourself because it keeps you in that sympathetic nervous system, you know, fight or flight constantly in that state that there will never be enough. And so we're constantly living with worry and fear and anxiety and not very many people know how to unplug from that. And until you're able to do that for a substantial amount of time, you're not going to know that you don't like what you're doing. And I've watched you in action. You know that. I'm with you a lot. Yeah. You help people reprogram their mind. I do. It's it's a total reprogramming. And you use laws of attraction, mm -hmm. vibrational laws, the energy that we vibrate on. Mm -hmm. How could you help someone to help their mind think that way? Where would you start someone who's out there listening to where they could start? I usually start out with clients. I work with, as you know, I work with a lot of energies. I work with um, a lot of ancestors, a lot of spirit guides. I like to start out by just doing a reading, a channeling session. And so I just get permission from the client to tap in. It's a recorded reading, usually 35 to 45 minutes. And I do that just solo so I can really get through the messages that need to come through. And again, I'm just the channel. It's not coming from myself. And I feel like that helps set the baseline for some things that need to be looked at first, because all of this is, there's so many layers to peel back. And then once I'm able to do that with clients, then the next sessions are live and we're able to dig into some stuff that they're struggling with. And really it's them doing the work. I'm just holding the space and asking the questions so that they can come to their own conclusions. And it's hard to know where to start if you don't have somebody that's kind of asking you some things to really stimulate those thoughts, pick, a, pick apart those belief systems and really why those are so important. And if they're your belief systems at all, which the majority of them, they're not ours. They've been passed down, mm -hmm. family, society, whatever it may be. So I'm just holding the space to to let them explore things and feel comfortable doing it. And I agree with you. I do believe in the laws of, of attraction. We attract things to us and what we get is what we have put out. I, I want the audience to know that if you take a look at your life now, you're going to know what you're putting out. And I can read it in people and I know you can too. Mm -hmm. When you see that in someone, because I saw it happen yesterday, <laughs> you totally changed the way that person thought and you saw it in him. Mm -hmm and you discussed it with him. Mm -hmm. He was a random stranger. Yes. When you meet a random stranger, what do you say to him when you can already feel that energy? I usually just say what I'm hearing because normally I get little, you know, hints from, you know, their teams or whoever is around. Some of it, sometimes it's just so subtle. It's just seeing them for who they are. And once you make a comment about it and then they're like, whoa, like, how did you see that? How did you know that? But it's really, it's not hard to see through some of it. When you start really noticing, you know, how people project and what they're doing, it's, I think when you just let them know that they're seen, that lets the wall down. And then they're like, wow, like no one has taken the time to notice that. So it builds that bond, that connection. And it's almost like, I want to know more. I would love for you to tell the audience about your alignments. You know, people are like, what do you mean alignment? Here, what, what, what? You know, they're so confused about mm -hmm. the alignment with self, soul, heart, mind, universe. What do you tell people about being in alignment with themselves to make them have a fulfilled life? Mm -hmm. 
So I always start out by telling people it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. There are so many layers to this and you can be in alignment one minute and then the next you're not. Typically that's happening when you're really doing a lot of shadow work. You're looking at yes. a lot of trauma because you have to recalibrate and you've got to let those emotions come to the surface. And then it's again, readjusting what alignment means for you. And what alignment means for me is that I am honoring mind, body, and soul, what feels good for me. And if I am presented with an opportunity, if I don't have the response of fuck yes, it's no. And it should the things that you're doing should light you up. And when you start listening to that inner voice, you know, it's not you quiet the ego and you're really listening to that inner voice saying, okay, yeah, that could be good. And if you're not sure, you sit with it. You clear your mind, you get into a state where you can process and then you're able to hear what you're supposed to hear. And I will say that if you look at your lives now and you have such resistance in things that you're trying to do, your career, your relationships, different things that you're trying to manifest, whatever it may be, if there is a lot of resistance, I would invite you to look at why that is. Um, because when you're in alignment, things flow. And it's not I'm not saying that it's easy, but things happen much more seamlessly. So your effort and your energy can be put into what it is that you're doing and not how it's happening. And I think that we really struggle with that. I know that I still struggle with the surrender of letting go of the how and, you know, just being open to whatever is presented to me and then taking the lesson from that. But it's a journey and it never ends. And that's one thing that I hear people, you know, people would, I'll be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when I get that. And it just doesn't work that way yeah. because it, you know, you're going to forever continue to grow. I would hope one would hope and be better and be more in alignment and just live a fulfilled life. Yeah. The work doesn't end. It's just a, a journey. I think we all have been there. 99% of the population of the world, 8 billion people struggle in daily life to live, it, it breaks my heart mm -hmm. because they're not happy on the inside. Have yeah. you met a friend who was completely broken and had nowhere to go, didn't know who they were, where they were going to go, and they turned their lives around? Have you ever helped a friend like that? I have had a lot of situations where people are struggling in different areas with their careers, with their fertility. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one, especially right now. Relationships. And it just takes, it takes one shift to really start shifting everything. And it's, that's another thing that people get hung up on is it's so overwhelming. How do, where do I get started? And really it's, you just have to take the first step with whatever it is that is really eating at you. And then it starts to just move everything for you. I'm not saying that you don't have to do the work, but it's like, once you take that leap, you're going to see things start to shift. And then it's just surrendering and trusting in that process because do you want to go back to how it was no. or, yeah. you know, why not? And that's the thing. We'll just take a relationship, for example. If someone's going through a bad relationship, it honestly affects their entire life. Everything. But if you do the opposite and put those positive energies and positive thoughts into your life, it will change everything about your life. It's a yin-yang both ways. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just go one way and it's downfall from there. You can turn it around. You can. I do want you to talk about your fertility. So I started a company a little over a year ago. And I really am focused on helping women from uh, preconception to postpartum. And so I'm a doula. So I have the amazing experiences of being able to help women labor and bring their beautiful babies into this world. And doing so, 
really brought me back to kind of my roots that were in college. I studied biology and was very much fascinated with the medical field since I was really young. And so I have now created this company to really work mind, body, and soul with these women to not only get them back in balance with their bodies from a health standpoint where we're looking at nervous system, we're looking at nutrition, we're looking at all the different factors that play a part, but then we're also looking at the energetic and spiritual levels of it because we we have so many blocks and we hear, you know, you just, you hear so many things and then you start creating these programs in your head, or if you've lost a baby or if you've struggled getting pregnant, it's, there's a lot to pick apart in there. And those oftentimes create a lot more blocks for our fertility than our body actually being able to carry a baby. I'm very much focused on helping women conceive, carry their pregnancies to term, and then bring their beautiful little bundles of life into this world. So I'm very excited about it. And you're also a medium. Yes. Channeler. Yep. So that plays a big role in the um, intuitive side, the energetics behind it, the blocks um, that they may have from not being able to conceive or, like I said, having lost a child or whatever it may be. And I want to hear about, you do Reiki? Yes, I do. Um, So I do Reiki in person. Oftentimes, I really feel like that is for people who may struggle with believing that there's actually energetic work done because there's something about being physically there, maybe calming or relaxing. So I'm fine either way with doing it. But I do a lot of Reiki through my intuitive sessions. So when I am able to tap into a client's field, I can see their energetics of their body. I'm able to see where they're storing energy, where they're holding things, what that is stemming from. And I'm able to move as much as I can, but then that's always something that we're talking about. So for instance, if I'm seeing a client, hey, you've got some stuff in your shoulder, I'm hearing that it's coming from, you know, inner child work, you may have had X, Y, and Z happen with a parent growing up, like some, you're holding something there. I've listened to a couple of great podcasts that actually talk about our emotions as circuits. And when we experience things, oftentimes we just bury it. We don't cry, we don't have an emotional reaction because, you know, that's too much for other people for us to cry or or have a reaction to something that's gone on. So then we end up holding that in our body. And then that starts to manifest actually as physical symptoms. So IBS is, I believe, very, very affected by the amount of emotion that we just hold in our gut because our gut is our second brain. Exactly. But then you have it, you know, in your shoulders and in so many different areas of the body, depending on whatever emotion you're storing. But when we take the time to actually release those, so that's where it's on the client to learn how to start releasing some of those emotions. So I can stir up and move things as much as I can, but it's just going to collect there again if you're not doing actually integrating that work and learning how to cry, learning how to release, and honoring those emotions that need to be let out because you've got to create room for new energy to come in. It's a cycle. Gotcha. I will say that you and I vibrate on a very high frequency. Yes. My audience knows I do not ever dip down to 3D. I'm not on Earth. Mm-hmm. I don't claim to be. I'm in a different dimension. We love our Syrians. You're A, I think. I'm B. Yeah. Aren't you A? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are a huge believer in the Akashic Records. Yes. Talk. I do want to hear. Tell the audience, please, your experience with Akashic and your love for it. Yeah. So my mentor actually is phenomenal in the records. And if you're not familiar with the records, those of you listening, it is tells the story of your soul, all of your past lives, and then all of your future lives. So it's kind of like the book of life. While working with my mentor, she was able to tap into past lives and we were able to see, you know, why it is that I am the way that I am, some of the trauma that I carry, you know, some of the traits that I display, 
my purpose, just so many different things are housed in the records. And the beautiful thing about the records is that you aren't given any information that is going to alter the course of your life because we all have free will and we all have the ability to make our own decision. And that kind of dictates where our path will lead. But I have been spending a lot of time beginning to start working in the record. So it's a process you have to be granted access. Right now, I don't have full access to them. But the more readings that I do, they will give more and more pieces of past lives with clients, which is amazing because every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I have a little piece from the records. This is amazing. So it's definitely something that I'm going to really actively start working in um, in 2022 to be well, able to access all the time. What percent of your Akashic records would you say definitely influence who you are today or played a role? That's a good question. You know, it's funny because I it takes a while to really get that get the correct readings from your Akashic records because we all have so many different blocks that we have to work through to peel back to actually who we really are at soul level. I mean, with my Akashic records, I wish I could remember the exact group, soul group. I always mess it up because I was read as one way. And then after we peeled back some of those layers, I was actually something else. And I very much came here to make some changes, make some waves to stand out and stand in my truth and not worry about what other people are, are thinking and to really help people come into alignment with who they are and to truly embrace their purpose of why they're here. So I, that has played a huge role right off the top of my head. Well, you told me one today that one of your purposes is to bring these babies from the mother who has been spiritually awakened to the spiritual life and have these babies who are born into that. Mm -hmm. You have a strong intel on that. Yeah, it was. So last night that download actually came through. Um, I was talking through some of the details of a conversation I had with someone last night. And it's funny, the more I start talking about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, it's like if there are pieces that are missing they tend to come out in these conversations and I have to stop myself and I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. Okay, now it all makes sense. And last night when I was explaining what I what I do, I really worded it in a way that, yeah, I, I'm working with their mothers to really get so in alignment with who they are. And then these souls that are coming in are such powerhouses that the mom has to be in alignment with who she is because, you know, she's raising this the spirit baby that's coming in that is going to make major changes. And as a society, you know, we're waking up collectively. Like we, and that word, I don't really like the word woke. It's not, yeah, yeah I wouldn't describe that as awakening or remembering who you are at soul level. That's happening more and more. But these, this generation that's, you know, coming in, these babies, they are so in tune and in touch with who they are. We have to have really strong role models to be able to guide them through these processes of staying true to themselves and, you know, following in their missions of what they're supposed to do. Because like, you know, it is, it's hard to really, well, for me, it it was really hard to start stepping into my voice of exactly who I was because I was so worried about what other people think. And yes, society, it's going back to society. It took a long time for me to finally set that down. And then, you know, hopefully these kids won't have to do that. They'll just be able to walk in and be so driven by their purpose and they won't have to spend these years going through these awakenings because they're already awake and they're here to do what they came to do. I remember you came to me and I, I've been through you with you since day one. Yes. I've watched you go through this journey <laughs> and it may have been a year you'll have to remind me, but you said, I'm, I'm scared to tell people what I do because of the shame or what they're going to say about me. Do you remember that? Yes. I. Am, it took it, a lot for you to finally come out yeah. and show your true gifts. 
that video that I posted on my Instagram. Yeah. I, the amount of times that I recorded that video. Oh my goodness. And then the fear when I posted it, I mean, it almost like took my breath away. Like, wow. Tell me what was going on. I mean, my whole identity was something so different. And I was just just really afraid what people would think. And I think it was, I knew that I was going to lose a lot of people. And I knew a lot of people were going to talk. And then that was in it within that was the lesson of I have to be so okay with me because it doesn't matter what anyone anybody else thinks. Yeah. And when you are so sovereign and so in alignment with yourself, then you start calling in and cultivating relationships that are going to support that growth. And even though I did lose a lot of people, good. They were they needed to go. They needed to leave to create space for People like you, and yeah. the um, the relationships that have walked into my life over the last two years are so vastly different than any of any of the other relationships that I had carried up to that point. Which I mean, some of them do the lifetime ones; they do come online and they start to develop in different ways. Um, so I won't, you know, throw that out because I still do have some friends that I've known for a really long time that have we have a mutual have, have a wake, yeah, who never judged you. Mm-hmm. She accepted you for who yeah. you were when you changed. I've never heard her say, well, yeah. she's real cool. It's Would, great. How do you feel today about it? Since now that you're a year in, or uh, a year, are you glad? I'm you, so free. I don't free. care what the anyone. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't really care about validation from external sources or what people say. If it's for you, great. If it's not, just, I don't harbor any negative energy. It's just, do you. That's um, because we're all on our different journeys and yeah. I'm not for everyone. And I'm okay with that because the people that I am, they'll find me. Yeah. yeah. It is ironic that they just come in your little room, your little path and, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? We're exactly the same. You can't explain it. And you'll look back and be like, how did that happen? It's divine. Divine timing. I do have um, one more Akashic Record question. Okay. And then I want you to tell people your website. Okay. And my dreams are very vivid. Mm Mm-hmm. I live in a different dimension. I dream in a different dimension. I remember all my dreams. I'm very aware in my dreams. I make dreams happen. I'm conscious. I want to know if you've ever dreamed of a past life. I feel like I astral project, and maybe astral project isn't the correct word, but I will be in parallel timelines and different timelines all the time. And it's wild because I have the same thing. I will wake up and I will be like, that wasn't a dream. And it's... And sometimes the crazy thing is it's like... I think it's astral traveling. Uh, yeah, astral traveling. Yes. And yeah, so I jump timelines all the time when I'm sleeping. And sometimes it will be future timelines and that I haven't seen play out yet. And then I have like a vision of things. And then like that's where vu. I get the deja vu. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Or anymore, I don't really get the deja vu. I just see it before it happens. Like that day of, like if that's happening, I will already see it, which... It didn't used to be that way. It's that has really, really kicked off in the last year or so. And it's wild. So I see a lot of things in my dreams that way. But also I have seen a lot of stuff with past lives. Yeah. Um, I mean, just today I was telling you about there's a situation with a relationship that I have that I need to let go of. And I don't have closure on it. Nothing happened, you know, wrong on my end. But like in a dream last night. Um, oh, yeah. He is in this timeline with him, and he's there explaining to me what is going on. And I woke up this morning, and I'm like, oh, my God. That's it. That was pretty wild. Last night. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And in the dream, and I'm not going to say any names, mm-hmm. he said, I'm doing 
I'm on my path. Yeah. Let He's me like, be. You didn't do anything wrong. I just need yeah. to figure my shit out right now. Yeah. I would have let you know if I'd never wanted to talk to you again. I just need some yeah. fucking space. So yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah. In those situations, like, what did I do? What did I do? It's and ego. we do that in so many work, this, yeah. that. Why, why do they feel that way? And we create these stories. We've got to it's stop fake creating stories. stories. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it off. Okay, let me ask you this, because this happens to me a lot. Yeah. I'll be dreaming, and man, I rem- I'm, I control it. I'm just like you. I'm yeah. everywhere. I will look in the mirror and see a different person on mm-hmm. many occasions. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, who is that? And I see a totally different person. I just got chills. Yeah, I was telling a girlfriend of mine um, the same thing the other day. I was like, I... I don't even think I was dreaming. I think because it happens to me sometimes during the day now, too. It's like I feel like I'm not in my body. Yeah. Okay. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Isn't it cold? <laughs> it, was, it was wild. Uh, I don't really know how to explain that. I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that could help us with that. I can't wait to go to bed to drift into another world. I really, I look forward to it every you night. You Yeah, you're ready. You're I'm ready. ready. Beam me up. You're Beam ready. me up. I'm ready to leave. Okay, tell people your website, girl. Um, so you can find me at The Guided Connections, www.theguidedconnections.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Guided Connections. And I'm also on Facebook. All right, girl, I love you. We're yeah, soul you sisters, too. spirit sisters, connectors. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is The Spirit Guider with Charlie May.